A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and a very, very, very warm welcome to this World Game Changes podcast episode where today I'm joined by a lady that's been with us on a, on a previous episode, a lady by the name of Gail Acaster. Gail, very warm welcome to you. Very, very warm welcome to you too, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm looking forward to this dance, as, uh, as I call it, listeners, this dance. Uh, and the reason is, to quote a well-known song, could it be magic? Or to be more precise, spirit moves me. Could it be magic? Intriguing title, do you think, Gail? Absolutely. I like that. But nice blast from the past there. I think music always encourages to, well, it gets those thoughts going, gets those juices flowing, doesn't it? So I like that one, Paul. Mm. And that's interesting, mm. listeners, because what Gail's just said there is, you know, uh, I think it's fair to say I'm maybe a couple of years older than Gail. And when uh, I mentioned that song to her, the original singer was Barry Manilow, which kind of from a bit more from my era. And then obviously <laughs> the cover version, if cover version is the right word, was it Take That that did it, Gail? It was Take That, yeah. So from my, well, childhood, I guess. So young, younger lady <laughs> back in the day. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, although I, I knew Barry Manilow's version, to be fair, but it was more, um, yes, it was Take That that pops into my mind at first <laughs> when you mentioned it. So here's the thing, listeners, here's the thing, irrespective of the, <laughs> the diversity here between Gail and I, uh, and it's not just about me, me and Gail here, but it's about the whole, well, the whole diversity of, of life, isn't it, that whether we're young, old, rich, poor, gay, straight, you know, those labels, those irrelevant labels that society often, in fact, always invariably kinds is, keeps us constrained by. So what do I mean by all that mouthful? Well, what I'm thinking is, Gail, is this, and no pressure, by the way, to put you on the spot, but perhaps irrespective of the, of the diversity, uh, you know, a bit of age gap, certainly a gender difference, but we could bridge that by doing a duet around that song, could we not? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're ready for that yet, Paul. <laughs> I think okay. we might probably need to rename this uh, maybe a, a, a drink and a, a sing song. But um, well, I, I can I can sing out a tune when I've had a few glasses of wine. Um, I think I've partaked in a few karaoke's in my time. Not saying um, very good, but um, I think we can all um, have a bit of a tune when we've had a, a few glasses of the old um, courage juice. But <laughs> Yeah. But yes, probably, I don't think our listeners are probably ready for that just quite yet. <laughs> All right, so we'll hold that thought then, listeners. But um, as you know, <laughs> you know, sort of three, nearly 350 episodes in, once the seed's been planted and it's been put out there to the universe, I think it's fair exactly. to say, you know, it will manifest. Hence that old saying, just be careful what you put out there and you wish for. <laughs> so anyway, Gail, I've put it out there now. Watch this space. Watch this space, viewers. <laughs> so um, anyway, back to the title then, Gail. Spirit moves me. 
could it be magic? I mean, what does that title bring? What, what comes to your mind with those few words? I think, Paul, the first thing that popped into my mind is I think that, you know, everything's magic, isn't it? I mean, you know, that whether it's the gift of life, whether it's the, you know, there's an element of magic in, in everything we do. Now, there's two thoughts there. Some people think of magic, um, pulling rabbits out of hats and, you know, the actual, um, the showbiz side of magic and magicians and wizards and, and all that kind of razzmatazz. But I think to me, my first thought is magic in terms of the world and the universe and, you know, everything around us, whether it's plants and trees growing or whether it's us as human beings. So that's probably opened quite a big can of worms there because that's there's a lot to, to look into that but when I perceive magic I, I do I actually think of the magic around us in in everyday life. Isn't it true though Gail that <laughs> as humans we kind of I mean you know for what it's worth I think you're absolutely 100% right I, I know you're right but isn't it true that as humans we kind of get so immersed in our own self-importance Mm. Um, yeah, so isn't it true that this 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 magic that you refer to, um, we may just take it all for granted. We, we get so immersed, don't we, in our own self-importance, you know, we, we just carry on as if... I've just done a Facebook post, ironically, and it's around, is it, ignorance is bliss, question mark. And we do get complacent. We get so, well, yeah we just get wrapped up in our own thing and we lose that magic of living in the moment and, you know, listening to the birds sing and smelling the sweet flowers as we walk past or whatever the simplicity may be. Um, we just lose all that in ourselves. Is, is that a fair comment? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, you know, I've made that statement in that um, magic is all around us. I've woken up today and, you know, in a good mindset, it's, it's one of those, the sun shining and you start your day, but I will be guilty of, you know, throwing myself into work, throwing myself into the world of business, then thinking about tea for the kids later, you know, and then sort of, oh, what bills have got to pay? And, and you get bogged down into life and responsibility. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, we can't walk around in, in cloud cuckoo land and, you know, we, we have responsibilities as humans and we have to survive and, you know, we have people to take care of, you know, I, I, i.e. children etc <clears throat> but it is important to every now and then have that take stock of of like you said what what is around us i have post-it notes on my desk or i have a vision board um, that i have on my my wall and every now and then when i'm busy whether you know whether i'm trying to meet targets sales targets what whatever the, the day plans ahead <clears throat> i'll take time you know and it, things you know like going outside and think right this is is magic but it's it's a mindset that as humans we don't actually it's not inbred in us we don't wake up and think oh we, we must appreciate what's around us we have to make a conscious effort to do that um and not everybody does but I think you're right that the people that do um it's not necessarily ignorance it's probably just taking stock and taking notice if that makes sense at all Paul Mm, it does. It's, it's that self-reminder, isn't it, of, you know, to quote John Major from the uh, the late 80s, um, it's getting back to basics. Um, yes. Because 
you know, not to defend uh, my word uh, or phrase of ignorance, but I think if we do allow complacency to get embedded, it gets so deep rooted that we do float with ignorance because it's like that lack of responsibility of, you know, being here, being present, being there for people rather than, you know, what's the cliche? Life gets in the way. That's almost become a catch-all now, isn't it? For a get-out-of-jail card for, you know, for us as humans when we don't sort of, you know, meet a deadline or a commitment or, you know, we're not there present for somebody. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know how it is. Life gets in the way. And it's almost a throwaway excuse, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, I've done a lot of work with a lot of people. I mean, I've worked in HR sort of over the years in, in terms of business in my recruitment side, but in terms of the, the veterans work I'm doing and working with, you know, outdoors and doing, doing <clears throat> excuse me, the nature side, it has come apparent um, during COVID, and I know people use it sort of the pandemic, but it's actually made a lot of people reset. And, you know, when you have life um, responsibilities taken away, whether it's excuse me going to the pub or you know take it going to the shops or everything that you kind of take for granted I think as humans it's only when we take things for granted or we have that light bulb moment um my children lost a very close relative last year it wasn't actually due to COVID it was due to um a, a cancer and you know she was very young she was 40 which you know any age is tragic but when you relate that I mean I'm early 40s myself so it, it hit home that wow one minute she was here the next minute she wasn't and and it's when you have those light bulb moments as, as humans that you think gosh you know yes I've got bills to pay yes I've got but you take stock of actually what's around you and you appreciate life itself and which I think Paul is the the magic um you know you can't manufacture a life per se you know it's um you can't go out and you know, in a factory, make it make a human that the gift of life is actually a miracle. So it's when you actually program your mind and, and take that in. I don't know if you take that in your stride and take that, then you don't appreciate if I've spoke to people that are unhappy and I've spoke to people that are sad and I've spoke to people that are really happy. And the ones that are happy are the ones that appreciate the magic and the, the beauty of life. Um, whether it's enjoying your children, whether it's enjoying, you know, if, if you've worked hard for a shiny new car, for example, but instead of just getting in and driving it, it's actually appreciating you've worked hard for it. You you take the time and, and enjoy the, the ride, the journey. Um, you know, that's, I think it's that for me, it's the whole appreciation. Some people call it appreciation. Some people call it gratitude. Um, the actual you know, magic of life is, is I think the key to happiness in some senses. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. Absolutely agree. So a couple of things on that, uh, Gail. First one under the note of humour, because that's part of life's values in my book anyway. So I'm curious about this, this, this number, this magical number you use about being in your early 40s. I mean, I actually know how old you are. I'm just curious as to what it's like to be in your 40s, because, I mean, I'm about what? I'm not very good at matterlessness, but I think I'm about 13, 14 years off that that landmark. So I'm just curious, Gail, what, what is this magical 40-something, you know, because I'm not there yet. So I'm intrigued about, you know, will I be different when I get to 40 or what will it be like? 
that's funny, Paul. <laughs> I don't oh. know. I think age, age is a number. I mean, there's an element. I, you know, I've got memories from being young and memories from being teens, early twenties, etc. And I think, I think as you get older, that life's uh, this journey that we call life. You know, every age has its plus and minuses. I think just as you get older, you just have to look after your physical body a little bit more. But in terms of your mind, you just I suppose inherit more experience, you learn from things, you grow in maturity and, you know, but you're still young, that you've still got loads, loads left to learn. I mean, I still feel young in, in the grand scheme of things and have loads to learn on the journey uh, of, of life. And, you know, I plan on being around for, for a very long time to, to learn and explore and, and there's so much more I have to do on the, this plane of existence. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a funny one. I think that there's a, a term life begins in your 40s and I think daft it may sound it I really have felt the the difference from my 30s and my early 20s you feel more contented and you know you tend to appreciate things more things I took for granted in my younger days I certainly don't do now um you, you kind of appreciate and and it's the values I guess if that answers the question in a roundabout way um, but yeah, I think in your 40s, you can tend, you're young enough to still be jovial, um, as my children tell me, I'm, I'm very <laughs> young at heart, um, but you're mature enough to, to appreciate things that you don't necessarily do in your earlier years. Mm. <laughs> does that answer that, Paul? It does, yeah. And, you know, to, to use a, a very, very well-known worn cliche of you know age is not just a number and it is because to quote yet again Richard Gerber one of one of my former mentors around this you know what he's built his world around this childlike curiosity and I think irrespective of the the age the number it's it's totally that it is it's literally you know just a number because that whole how you appreciate that youngness of heart that you know that okay so with, with with age comes experience normally if you choose to be on that path and embrace it and take the learnings um so you know that rich irrespective of what that number is 40 50 60 70 like i say they're just digits on paper what's important surely is what's in a person's heart and mind and if they've got that that you know that compassion that love that self-love then and the mind is around that childlike curiosity from my experience uh, gail that is a very very powerful and profound combination and puts you in the moment to appreciate people you're there in their presence whatever that may be to them and you know you co-create this beautiful dance of a relationship whatever that may be you know there's no labels on that that will find its own level naturally so there's this whole kind of stripping out of these labels, isn't there, that society likes to constrain us by. Oh, well, you know, he is this, she is that, um, you know, she's 21. So she shouldn't be going out with a guy of, I don't know, 40, 50, 60, whatever it is. You know, those judgments. Absolutely. You know, it's it's all about the mind. I mean, my daughter, that's a great example, Paul. She's, you know, coming up for 14. Now, I forget she's a child. Sometimes you can actually have a quite a profound conversation. Um, you know, at school, she excels in, in, in terms of her peers and her friends. And, you know, teachers have often commented, you know, 
and it's not anything that's it's just that's her and that's her 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 spirit her life that's you know that's what's inbred in her and so me as a mother I'm I'm guiding her on that path to to you know appreciate life and explore things so you you know you can make that's quite rewarding and, and that's that's kind of a, a magic gift if you like that you can impart impart that on you know your children your friends and, and your peers etc I got taught uh, told something very um I'm not saying it changed my life but it really had an impact that to gain an, um, a perspective of life you should spend a day with a three-year-old who just sees the world with you know untinted glasses in a sense you know they're, they're not um they've not with the world events or news or you know bad relationships bad experiences in life and things or um spend a day with you know a, a an, an elderly person who's a master life of you know whatever their situations is and you know learn from it everything i think in life is a learning experience and some people either take the tools from it um, and learn and, and it makes your life improve or you kind of you don't and I think that's the the only divide everything else like you say is a social status that um, society puts on you um, you know which I you shouldn't live your life in my opinion by that I absolutely love what you just said Gail and resonate with it beyond words and let me tell you why <laughs> let me tell you oh, that's why that's profound for me <laughs> profound for me <laughs> the you've said two words there you've introduced another word there called learning yes. and we've obviously spoke around life my own personal values based on you know <laughs> a few years experience there's five of them the five l's and you've just you've just hit the first two there so the first one is life the gift of life, because that that's the foundation. We've got that blank piece of paper called life. And we can put on that, you know, we can colour that piece of paper. We can crayon on it. We can paint on it. We can write on it. We can create magic on that piece of paper, however we choose. And it is our choice, irrespective of those circumstances. Oh, yeah, it's all right for you to say that, Paul. You know, blah, blah, blah. You don't understand mm -hmm. You know, I've got 10 kids. My partner's left me. I've lost, just lost my job. My cat's died. My dog's died. The goldfish has just had triplets. You don't understand. You talk all this nice fancy talk. I haven't got any choices. Well, actually, you have. You've got every choice, the same as we all have. So that life, that's, just, you know, while ever this life, this hope, boy, do I love that word, hope. And then mm -hmm. the second elf is the learning Okay, so I see things and I feel things and I react a certain way to what initially, and I'll speak from experience through more challenging uh, decades of um, addiction and violence and, and all this all the stuff that's kind of out there, but it's, it's well known, not mm -hmm. to get bogged down on that, it's just part of the story. Um, but the choices that I had, Gail, and through my ignorance... I didn't make good choices because I was a victim. Why does this always happen to me? Nobody else understands. Nobody else has got a life like this. Poor old me, poor old me, poor old me. And so it was like mm -hmm. a dog chasing its tail round and round and round and round until the cycle was broken. And that cycle was broken, Gail, by a simple four-letter word called love. That understanding mm -hmm. that love 
is the answer to everything. Now, yeah, again, that could be difficult when you are, as I termed it for many years, at the bottom of the mountain looking up. And it's like, well, what's, why is everybody talking about love? And somebody was actually one of my ex-girlfriends, and, and she said, Paul, do I not give you immense love and loyalty? And I said, yeah, you do. And what about your previous girlfriend? Yes, yeah, she did. And what about the one before that? Yes, yeah, she did. And what about your mother and the way she treated you? Well, there was immense unconditional love. And what about your grandmother? And it just started to frame the importance scale of what really does matter in life. The numero uno, in my humble opinion, is the love. And that sits in the middle, right in the middle of my five L's. So we've got life, we've got learning, we've got loving, then we've got legacy. So to then learn those lessons and pass them on to others so that they too can impart more love into the world, in what, however that manifests. And then the final one is loyalty. Now, people say that's a strange one. can kind of get the first four, but that loyalty, what's that got to do with it? To thine own self, be true. Be loyal to yourself. Wow. I 100% agree. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, in terms of the love, Paul, that you said, you know, there's... I think in society now, everybody's inbred this um, idealistic image and, you know, a lot of people are walking around every day and not actually even loving themselves. So, you know, and that's a sad and it's not something can, that can happen overnight. I mean, from personal experience, it took me many, many years to actually love and, you know, appreciate myself Be, you know, and that impacts on so many other things, because if you can't love yourself, how can you show love? Um, and, and that's a big, big key. And I don't think that um, the world and the media and, you know, social status pr promotes, you know, love as much as it should, Paul. What do you mm. what do you think? I agree with you totally, totally. Um, certainly on the latter bit, totally agree with that around the, um, you know, what is important because everything's everything. So you can't make a sweeping statement, but a lot of things, particular media wise, are geared towards commercialism, aren't they? You know, profit, 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 got to have this. I mean, I can remember a few years ago, Gail, you may relate to this with, you know, having a young daughter, but, you know, for young girls particularly, they had to have, what was the the, the terminology, uh, a how, an hourglass figure or size zero mm. dresses and, and all that, you know, yeah. there was this horrific sort of phase of, um, you know, young girls starving yeah. themselves and making themselves ill because of this social expectation that, oh, if you're carrying yeah. a few pounds, you're a social misfit. Um, yeah. and all that kind of nonsense. So I think, you know, the media have got a hell of a lot to answer for, and it's geared to that sort of time, love, and money, which is the most important uh, angle, isn't it? But the other side of that, just what, what kind of preceded that when you were speaking, Gail, around that self-love can be difficult. I've had this conversation over the weekend with two or three different people, um, and it's an interesting one. So, you know, this dance of life that we're involved with, you know, I don't think it matters how aware or awake we are. For me, my own journey, and I can only take responsibility for my own journey, is about, it's like driving a car. We're on a journey. So if you class me um, as a car, as a vehicle on that journey, 
isn't it true that in any journey we are constantly changing gears? You know, you cannot drive uphill in fifth gear. And so, no. you know, as life's roads present challenges, some of them are going to be uphill, winding. You know, there might be a situation where we actually have to put the metaphoric car in reverse and go backwards for a short while to get out mm. of, a, you know, an accident-related scenario or whatever. you. So I think there's this whole expectation that, you know, we are awake, we're enlightened, we're aware, call it what you will, and we don't get compromised by anger, frustration, negativity. Well, this guy does here, but the trick mm. is to catch it very quickly. And it's for me that is the epitome of being a weird and wonderful human being. Exactly, and that's and you've just hit the nail on the head. It's about being a human being. You know, we're full of these emotions and feelings, and you know, different life. It's a great one. I've, somebody else has uh, said that to me in the past about life being, you know, a, a journey. It's like being a car. You know, if you don't if you don't nourish and feed yourself, it's the same as not putting petrol in your car, and you know, the maintenance of the, of the car, etc. And you know, you're driving down the road, and you've got various obstacles. You've got various things to be aware of, and that can distract you along your way. And and you've got different paths you can choose you know it's not just one straight road that everybody leads and everybody has a different path and journey and make decisions depending on where you are at that point in life um i think that would be a whole other podcast paul i think if we um <laughs> i think we should we should touch on, on that um for, for sure because that that's a whole mind feel on the life's journey and you know choices that you make etc so so yeah so it's I totally agree with that and and fully fully understand where you're coming from and it is it's about being that you know embracing yourself you know that weird crazy human individual that that we are and you know really enjoying the magic uh, of life um I, I get it I've had it people say to me you know oh well you're this you're that you know you, you don't um you, you cannot moan about your weight because you're slim or you know but it's it's not always you know I look after myself because it makes me feel good and it's good for my health wise mm. um you know so people do and, and people have their opinions and it's you know it's about you yourself if you're not happy with something and you're not seeing the magic in life, then you've got to ask, what can I do about this? You know, there's so many tools and so many resources out there that potentially everybody can deal with sadness, grief, guilt, betrayal. You know, you can deal with everything in, in, in this life. So it's a case of um, opening your eyes, I think. I think that'll be a, the, the term. And it's about opening your eyes and realising what's important and what isn't. I know I've just gone off on one there, but <laughs> that's absolutely fine. I tend to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, as you as you were speaking there. I don't know why, girl. I don't know where my mind's at these days. This this uh, well, this these days. I was going to say this moment um, around what you went. Open your eyes. My my mind just meandered into a song. I mean, my mind's very musically kind of oriented. So I was thinking, right, okay, open your eyes. Open your eyes and see. Uh, I think it was Queen. Anyway, back on track. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's playing in my head now. I've got that singing in my head. Open your eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in there. <laughs> yes, yeah, a good one. Uh, just going back, Gail, to that self-love and how difficult that can be. For me, it's around, I call it the domino effect. 
you know, we, we, we conceptualize that we've got a list, you know, a row of dominoes. And you push that first domino over, then it knocks the second one. And this this whole kind of chain reaction, isn't there? Diana Ross, chain reaction, listeners. There's <laughs> another one. Paul, stop. That's it. a classic. <laughs> Keep focused, boy. Keep focused. Um, <laughs> you're not here to enjoy yourself. Perish the thought. Um, so, but that self, that self-love. Gail, isn't that true? Or is it true that, you know, by somebody showing us that love, that compassion, does that act as our, you know, if we're down in the dumps and we lack that self-love and, you know, that self-respect, but somebody putting that arm around the shoulder, you know, and it can be in whatever context, you know, personally, professionally, romantic, but somebody saying, do you know what? I really, really believe in you. Um, you know, and that's the first domino, isn't it? That whatever struggles that we may have externally to know that somebody really cares, um, you know, and I could go very deep on that. That's certainly been my experience. I'm interested in what your thoughts are around that, Gail. Yeah, I agree, Paul. I mean, yes, I've just, you know, mentioned it. It's, it comes from within and, you know, you're a master of your own destiny. It's up to you to, to shape your life in some senses. But I do agree there's been um, pivotal moments and that act of human kindness, you know, it could be um, I, a stranger, you know, opening the door for you or something. It's just to, to know that you matter, I think us humans um, have a need and, and a, a field for, for, for matter, uh, for, for obviously mattering. Um, and it is, I totally understand that, you know, there's, there's times when you just need somebody to give you a hug. Um, you know, I notice when the children have had a bad day at school and, you know, they come home, it's that reassurance from, from their mom. It's that, you know, um, my daughter, for example, there's been many a time she's sort of struggled with work and it's like, you can do this. And, it gives you that um, sort of boost and that confidence to think, yes, I can. And, and I've had people along my life's journey that have encouraged and motivated me into the fact and, and believed in me. And yes, you're right. That is massively impactful. So the whole taboo of, you know, your love comes from within and it's up to you to to you know, make yourself feel feel good in in sense in a sense, yes. But you know, we do need that human interaction. I think loneliness is probably a hard one, and, and probably is something for most people and brings a lot of sad, sadness. And I know that obviously a lot of old elderly people that have died through loneliness, as it may sound. You know, they've lost their life partners, or you know, and it's that that sort of. Um, they've decided to give up so that's gone totally off, off subject there but but it is that act of um human compassion and so you as a human can make differences to other people's lives and you know that has a spiral effect because you know makes you feel then good as a person and so I suppose in, in a way it's, it's spreading that magic around isn't it <laughs> which yeah. sounds very <laughs> very random but it is it is about spreading that human kindness that that magic that and it does it's impactful um I know the work I've done with some of the veterans you know just an arm around the shoulder and listening to their story has, has boosted and has gone you know somebody cares um and I think when you are at your lowest you know, you should reach out or if somebody reaches out to you, I think that can make such a difference in people's lives. Um, it's very, very impactful. I know it's helped me in the past for sure. Mm. So as we draw towards a uh, close, we get ready to leave the dance floor, Gail. Um, 
I'm going to pose a question for you, um, you know, uh, to close things off. Um, but before I do that, I invite you in to share your contact details. How can listeners reach out, find out more about you, the work you do, the invaluable work that you do? We haven't really spoke too much around that. Maybe we can, de- you know, deep dive into that uh, on a subsequent uh, episode. But what's your contact details, Gail? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can get me at info at gailacaster.co.uk. Um, my website, www.gailacaster.co.uk. Um, massive following on LinkedIn. So if you look on LinkedIn and type in my name, that kind of brings up all the work I'm doing along with my YouTube channel. I post videos of the work I've been doing over the past year. So I set that up last year. Um, so that's just obviously Gail Cast on YouTube. Um, but the newer version, there, there was one from a couple of years ago um, when I first started out in business, probably is be interesting to, to watch and see sort of the journey that I've, I've come along now. But I set it up last year to help people through COVID. So there's various business related things along with the, the work I've been doing and the environment. So, so yeah, check that one out. It's probably a good insight as, as to what I do. Mm, okay. Thanks, Paul. No problem. No problem. My pleasure. So as we do, literally, you know, I take you by the hand and help you down off, off the dance floor, so to speak. My, my last um, request is, is this, Gail. So I think it's fair to say, listeners, that... Uh, you know, this I th- I certainly feel it's been a an enthralling dance, and I hope you do too. And so, inviting Gail back to for another dance, Gail, what would be the what would be the focus? What would be the title of that next dance between us? Give give you know give a gentleman some hope to say, right, okay, that's what we're going to be dancing around for the benefit of the listeners next time. What would that be? I think, Paul, I think the subjects we've touched on today and we've obviously a multitude of things there is let's, I think, the open your eyes, you know, let's open our eyes to the world, our environment. I mean, that can touch on loads of different subjects. And, you know, how do we open our eyes? You know, if people are on that treadmill of, of life, you know, how do you suddenly get off that treadmill so yeah so I think with the 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 whole Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody because it's um it's playing in my head now it is (laughs) let's let let's open our eyes I think would be a good one what do you think um listen this is a you know this is a gentleman's show so you know as my mother used to say to me my late mother Paul if you're a proper man, you do as you're told by the lady. Not quite mastered <laughs> that, but, um, <laughs> you know, as I'm approaching my late 20s, I'm working towards it. I told you my maths is not very good either. So, okay, there you have it, listeners. The next podcast between Gail and myself is going to be Open Your Eyes. Um, so I said it, you was going to have the last word, uh, Gail. That's not strictly true, because I'd like to just <laughs> come back and say, is that still one episode too short of the duet, bearing in mind, as you said, it's Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, I think I think we're going to have to sing Paul, aren't we, on, on the next show? I think it's going <laughs> to I think it's going to have to happen. I think we're going to have to. Um, let's yes maybe we'll do a later show i'll have a glass of wine and we'll um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get the, the tunes 
sung out there but if it's a beautiful sunny morning and, and I'm feeling all chirpy then um, I shall definitely partake in a little bit of a tune <laughs> that's <Brilliant>. for sure <laughs> Brilliant. okay so there you have it listeners the delightful Gail Acaster and all that remains now is, is for to say well the world's changing how will you respond Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>